Welcome to America's Independent Voice Podcast. Everyone has a story and life experiences that when shared can be a benefit to others. Join us for conversations about the things that affect our families, communities, and nation. Hey folks, my name is J.C. Owens. I am your host, so let's get started with today's conversation. Good morning, loyal listeners around the globe. J.C. Owens here, and I have a guest on again. You're all familiar with Robert, or for those of you that listen, you're familiar with Robert. I want to start this podcast out just right off the bat going, what in the heck is going on in this country? I know a lot of our listeners are from overseas. They're probably listening, watching the news, and God only knows what their news is showing them because our news is all blacked out. We're not getting correct information. It's all false propaganda and media control over here. But we have the Afghanistan crisis going on. Uh, looks like we just gave all the weapons away, put a lot of folks' lives in danger. If we were going to do this type of thing, we should have never gone in there in the first place. We should have just left those folks alone. I'm not even sure why we went in there. But as you know, I'm not a firm believer in any country dominating other countries to the point where we go in and we kill lots of men, women, and children and destroy communities and cities for the sake of what? Because some politician decided to send a military in to do some damage for some reason that most of us wouldn't understand. We have the southern border crisis going on. You wonder which one they're using to divert attention from another one. They call that wag the dog, something that was perfected back during the Clinton administration. He seemed to be really famous. We're going to talk about that a little bit, where this all began. We have the election fraud, the audits going on. We do know that there was massive fraud. Frankly, I'm not sure that any elected official in this country in the last handful of years, from what we're learning now, got elected in a fair game. So... We're going to talk to the listeners, and like I said, if you're listening from another country, boy, it'd be interesting to find out what you all are hearing. I know that a lot of times when I listen to the BBC and Sky News, I find more accurate information than I'm seeing on our TV, though I don't spend a lot of time watching the news because I know most of it is false propaganda. But let's begin. I want to go back and turn back the clock, early 90s, a gentleman named Bill Clinton. I can't call him a gentleman, so pardon that statement. A man named, well, I can't even call him a man. He was a disgusting individual got elected to office. Him and his wife were known criminals back in a state called Arkansas. He was the governor. The folks of Arkansas were just glad to get rid of him. That was the start of a guy named Rush Limbaugh. May he rest in peace. Rush Limbaugh was probably one of the first in our lifetime that came out with a lot of truth and facts. I think he was more of an investigative journalist than the commentary that he was known for because he brought a lot of light to different topics. But one of the topics that Bill Clinton was famous for is he was a womanizer. He was known for assaulting different women. He seemed to always get away with it because Bill Clinton ran the White House thinking he was the king and the king can pretty much do anything he wants. He was impeached for it. He was taken to trial multiple times. But when you are the president, you have that kind of power. We know throughout history, presidents going back, one of the more famous ones for womanizing was John F. Kennedy. Maybe that's why his wife didn't seem very upset and fall apart on the day that he got shot. But when you look at Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton was a serial, what would you call that? Serial womanizer, serial sexual assaulter. What would you call that, Robert? Serial predator? 
He was a serial predator. That's a good word for him. Yeah, we have this serial predator that ends up in the president's office. Every time he got caught doing something that he wasn't supposed to be doing, he was well known for creating conflicts in other countries in what we call and what is known today as the wag the dog principle, where you create a catastrophe somewhere else to divert attention. And the American people, they just follow the bone. They throw it over there. American people look over there. So they stop paying attention to maybe what's going on and what really matters. So I believe Bill Clinton really was the first one that started that on the level that we see it today. George Bush, he was well known for it. Frankly, I think the Bush family, as far as I'm concerned, should go down not as any type of heroes, but as killers because they seem to be known anything with the name George Bush. It should be synonymous with mass murdering of people in other countries. And most of that, I believe, was done for oil and the pursuit of oil. Then we had Obama. Obama was well known for it. Obama is probably, in my estimation, the biggest criminal and communist to ever hit the White House. It's just been going downhill since then. For a few years, just most recently, we had President Trump in there. And I will tell you something, President Trump, terrible communicator, in many ways, because he's just a brash New Yorker, come up in the construction industry, did not speak eloquently on most occasions, although I do believe he had the ability and he showed that on some. The powers that be, they capitalized on the fact that he could be offensive and brash in a society where everybody's supposedly trained to be nice. That didn't go over well with some people. And I think that that was inevitably what gave the opposition the opportunity to remove him especially in the manner that they did. But right now we have Joe Biden and Joe Biden comes from the Obama administration. That was his vice president. I believe they purposely picked Joe Biden because the man is suffering from dementia. I'm not sure he has very much cognitive skills left. Every other day, there's some type of gaffe taking place. But I actually truly believe that they put Biden in on purpose because they needed somebody to look like the town fool. They could accomplish all kinds of things that are just outrageous to destroy and take down this great nation. And they can throw it all on the fact that, oh, Biden, he just doesn't know what he's doing. Biden's an idiot. Biden's a fool. You wonder how many of the politicians that are supposed to be on the right side are on the wrong side. You can't tell these days. But we have some real problems taking place in this country. Problems that are not just immediate problems, but problems that are going to have long-lasting effects. What's your thoughts? Just all this mayhem when just two years ago, our nation was number one economy in the world, lowest unemployment in the history of this country. Most people were happy working and having fun. And within just two years, that dynamic has changed, beginning with COVID, which I believe was a bioweapon, purposely unleashed. We're still seeing some of that, but I think the main problems are that we have somebody who is parading around pretending to be a leader, somebody who had never had leadership skills to begin with, who was actually at the bottom of the rung on the Democratic ticket through several election cycles. And all of a sudden that man is falling down the steps or falling up the steps of Air Force One, making all kinds of blunders. I'm sure we're the laughing stock of the world right now, although I'm sure many of those world leaders know what's going on because they're in on it. These are crazy times. I don't know what to make of it. In my years on this planet, 
I would have never thought that we would see the country in the type of shambles that we're in. And knowing that it is internal, it's not external. This isn't like the Cuban crisis that Kennedy went through. It's not like World War I or II, or even Korea for that matter. This is all an internal attack by people that are literally infiltrated our government and are trying to take our country down from the inside. Wasn't there a famous politician or somebody famous that talked about the fact that we were being infiltrated? Who was that, Robert? Do you remember? I don't recall, but there's been quite a few over the years. I know one that comes to mind is Joseph McCarthy. He ran around saying that the communists were trying to infiltrate Hollywood and the country and our government. And boy, they made him out to be an absolute fool. And eventually he led to him being in an insane asylum. But oddly, after all of these years, we find out that he was right, that communists were trying to infiltrate our country. What's your thoughts on some of the stuff that's going on? We can even talk about COVID. The country is going exactly the way that these people want it to go. They want to create chaos. They want it in such a way that the government can sweep in and save the people. And we see that through all the safety nets, all the money that's being spent on unemployment benefits. They want the people to be dependent upon the government. That's their whole plan. And it's working just as they need it to work. Joe Biden just happened to be in the position to, to take on that role. They don't care who it is as long as their plans are met. Absolutely. When you look at the southern border crisis, Obama created one during his time. The first thing Joe Biden did when he got in office is created another one. What they're doing now, most people don't know it because they're not down there. I actually was down in that area a few months ago, as you know, and they're literally busing these refugees all over the country and they're busing them to specific districts. That's the interesting thing, is they're taking them to areas where they need to shore up the leftist Democrat vote. It's taxpayer-funded. Those buses are owned by the United States taxpayer, and they're actually using the Border Patrol to do the transporting because the Border Patrol is a union organization, and when word comes from the top, they just follow marching orders. Another thing that if you go down south, anywhere in southern Arizona, what you're seeing is that they do not have the checkpoints that they used to. When I lived down there, I was used to driving through a checkpoint at least once a day. What they were looking for is illegal immigrants and drug traffickers, and we had our share. They closed those now. And the reason for it is because they're busing these illegals and they don't want to have them stop at a border checkpoint. Just absolute insanity. As for Afghanistan, if you go back to the Obama administration, Obama made a statement when he got in office early on that he said that he didn't think that America deserved the superiority in the world that we had experienced or assumed. He believed that we should not be different than any other third world country. Remember, he made those statements, and it was pretty polarizing statements, I think. And towards the end of his term, I think if there was any grievance that I've had with that administration was the fact that just hundreds of billions of dollars in cash were shipped over to Iran. Frankly, I believe that was to fund terrorism for many years to come. But they had one problem. He gave Iran all that money. They didn't have the weaponry. Now, all of a sudden, Joe Biden's in office and he just gave the Taliban all of the weapons that were left in Afghanistan. And we're not talking a few, we're talking billions of dollars worth of weaponry, including Black Hawk helicopters, ammunition. If Obama's plan was to fund terrorism through Iran, Joe just gave him the equipment. 
We hear some reports coming from the left. The Taliban just wants to be left alone. They're not going to be harsh on women. And we already know women are already being beat down, beheaded. We know that citizens, anybody that cooperated with the U.S. in our efforts over there is being hunted down. They have all the databases. They have all the names. This thing is probably one of the biggest humanitarian crises in our history. There could be potentially millions of deaths over there because of this. You know, it's an overpopulated country to begin with and not a very well-educated one. They don't have the communications that we have. So these people are just waiting to be ambushed. You know how serious it is when you see human beings climbing on top of airplanes as they're leaving and falling to their deaths because that's how afraid they are of what the current situation on the ground is. I don't know what the statement was that Biden made the other day. Something about that it wasn't that big of a thing. Did you hear that? I don't think he knows what he said. He's probably right there. For those of you that are listening in the U.S., if you're watching the news, I, I don't watch it. If you're watching CNN or Fox, the fake news, they're putting out whatever narrative they want. But if you're watching around the world, uh, I think around the world, people are probably looking, going, what is going on over there? I know the U.S. has been counted on for stability for many countries around the world. We're the great nation. We're the place everybody wants to come to. We're the shining star of freedom, independence, liberty. People have fought. People have floated across oceans on bales of hay in an effort to get into this country because they seek what we have. And now this country is just being destroyed from the inside. I'm not sure where it's going to end. I know this sounds like doom and gloom, but I'm still positive because for those of you that are listening, just remember this. In the United States, there are maybe hundreds of millions of people that still respect and love this country and are willing to stand up and do whatever it takes to preserve this nation. It may not look like it now, but believe me, the American spirit isn't dead. The American dream is not dead. I still believe that the majority of this country are conservative, good folks that when push comes to shove, will not be stuck in a corner. Does that sum it up, Robert? Do you believe the same? I do. If you're listening from another nation and you're counting on the U.S. to survive this, believe me, I believe we're going to survive it. It's just that the pendulum is moving. It's not moving in a direction that we like it to, but it's not going to stay over there. We could talk about even some of the little social problems that we have in this nation, but I think there's bigger stuff going on right now. They've moved from creating social disturbances to creating world chaos. So we're going to keep an eye on this. Tune in. We're going to be talking about this some more in the future. For right now, I don't know how much you got to do, Robert. It's a Friday afternoon. I have a whole bunch of stuff and I got a date with my horses. For right now, folks, I hope you have a great weekend. Be safe out there. Pay attention because there's a lot of craziness going on. This is our talk about the world. This is JC Owens and I am out of here. Thank you for joining us on America's Independent Voice. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please take a moment to rate our show. You can find us at americasindependentvoice.com. Until next time, y'all have a great and safe day.